This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Welcome back to Drive the Lane. One of the most exciting weeks of the year. We've been looking forward to it. It is finally here. We're going to talk Maui Invitational. We're going to talk the game, Ohio State versus Michigan, for those of you who don't know what the game is. We got Justice Suing on the show to help you know, preview the Maui Invitational, but really just because we've never interviewed Justice and he was due, a great interview. It's all presented by our friends at Brain Fuel. Get some Brain Fuel at B-R-E-I-N-F-U-E-L.com with promo code DTL15. If you're in Chicago, hop into your local 7-Eleven. We're going to jump right into it. Joey, you pick football or basketball first. You pick, Andrew. I've been wrong picking stuff all week, so, so why don't you pick? All right. Let's talk a little Maui Invitational. We'll do a little. We'll do a little basketball sandwich. Maui Invitational, football talk, and then the other side of the bread, Justice Suing basketball interview, which we do talk a little football, so it's a little of everything. Love it, great. So Maui Invitational, Ohio State has San Diego State, and on their side of the bracket, they would play the winner of Cincinnati and Arizona. But the other side of the bracket is stacked. Louisville and Arkansas. Louisville has <laughs> not been great. Louisville's terrible. Louisville's terrible, <laughs> Louisville's but, terrible. but they've lost by one point in every game. Is that what it is? Yeah, so, it's a bad team. Though, right, <laughs> right, but it's still funny. And then Creighton versus Texas Tech, which should just be a great, great, great game. So let's start with Ohio State's <laughs> side of the bracket, okay? Let's go Ohio State first. Ohio State versus San Diego State. What are your thoughts on this game, Joey? Well, we talk a little bit about it on last episode. We talked a little bit about it with Justice. It's no uh, hidden secret that we're going to find a lot out about Ohio State uh, during and after this game against San Diego State. Um, Obviously, San Diego State being a top 25 team, ranked 17th in the country, um, is uh, nothing to to bat your eyes at. Obviously, Ohio State being unranked. We are the underdog in this game, which is bizarre. Um, you know, being in the first round of a tournament that's so big, but being the underdog just shows you, like you talked about, Andrew, how ridiculously stacked it is. San Diego State is um, the same San Diego State that you see every single year. One of the best mid-majors in the country with tons and tons of talent. They play incredibly hard and they're long and athletic. Um, The one guy, well, there's two guys that I want to talk about on their end. Um, First and foremost, Jay Ledee, who was a freshman when I was a senior at Ohio State, has made his way through a couple different uh, pro- programs and landed and found a great home in San Diego State where he's had some double doubles to start the year. He's been pegged as a preseason all um, conference player for them uh, and is becoming the player that Chris Holman recruited to, to come to Ohio State, which is great. We love Jay. I uh, hope he has a great game, but they lose, obviously. Um, the other guy, the more important guy, a guy who hasn't played yet this year is a guy named Matt Bradley, which is the guy that uh, Ohio State fans, if you need something to talk about uh, at Thanksgiving about this game a few days later, it's like, man, that Matt Bradley guy, I knew he was going to be really, really good. Well, you heard it here first. Hasn't even played this year yet, but he is the straw that stirs the drink. He's the head of the snake. He is the guy that that um, gets San Diego State going. Um, obviously, maybe there'll be uh, a little bit of rust to to, to get off for him, but he is the preseason um, player of the year candidate for them in their conference, uh, a national, not player of the year candidate, but like a 
if San Diego State is in the top 15 all year, like he is a guy that's going to be pushing for an All-American nationally as well. Um, Timmy Hall is obsessed with this guy. He loves him. We were talking about Matt Bradley um, at the game earlier this week uh, when we ran into each other get, grabbing a, a soft pretzel before the game. Um, but, yeah, San Diego State, man, they are long, athletic. It's going to be an awesome test for Ohio State. I think what I see is, okay, how does Justice Suing match up with a guy like Matt Bradley? How does Zed Key uh, match up with the front court length and depth that San Diego State has? Uh, how do our um, – newcomers that haven't played in a quote-unquote big game, an ESPN game, a nationally televised game with the Ohio State uniform on, how are they going to do? You know, Sean McNeil's been there, done that before for West Virginia, but how is he going to do at Ohio State? We're waiting for him to have a double-digit scoring game and showcase himself as, you know, one of the top options offensively on the team. Uh, this Obviously, you know what you're going to get from Ice. I'm not worried about him. But then the freshman, right, Bryce Sensible, has been our leading scorer this season, right? What are you going to get out of him? Are you going to get 20-7 and seven out of him? Because if you do, safe to say that Ohio State's going to be uh, competing in this game. But like all these important games, when you are the underdog, there's a couple things um, that need to happen in order for to set yourself up for success. Andrew, do you want to take a crack at some of the important things? Well, the first thing that I want to say is, you know, when they're playing Iowa – in two months it's going to be easy to be like well if they could get a game out of justice like you had against san diego state then we'll see like maybe they can win but like at this point it's all it's all like all the preseason questions have not been answered yet which are still is zed key going to struggle against you know bigger guys when he's big bulk wise but not the tallest is justice, you know, ready to carry the load? And then what are the freshmen going to do in their first legit real game, like you were saying? So this is the first test, which is the biggest thing. Hopefully this gives us gives Ohio State basketball a result that is, well, if they can do what they did against San Diego State, you know, if if that if that makes sense. Like this is the first test. Nothing we have already seen would impact this game, in my opinion. Like, if Bryce Sensabaugh struggles and is, like, 2 of 10 from the floor and has 6 points, you definitely shouldn't be like, I can't believe it. Against against Eastern Illinois, he was, he was so good. Like, this is, the, this is the evaluation game until the next evaluation game. And then it's used as a, well, what look what they did last time. So, keys, keys to the game – it's like which of the preseason question marks are actually not going to be question marks. <laughs> um, that, and that sounds funny, but the reason I'm saying that is because they've answered those questions the first three games and they haven't needed to prove anyone right or prove anyone wrong through those first three games. Yeah. And, and, but I, I just think in general, right. When you're looking at a game, you know, enough about Ohio state to know who their guys are, that they are a good team, that they're talented and capable of beating just about anyone in the country. It seems like, even though it's only been three games against really inferior opponents. So at the, the bottom line is, you know, I, I remember last year talking like before the Duke game, for example, right. The same keys are always going to be the same keys, at least for Ohio state specifically, in every game that they go up against when they're under match, so to speak. And that is number one, take care of the ball. You've got guys like Bruce Thornton, who is a freshman, obviously uh, ice and justice suing doing the bulk of the ball handling. Those three guys have to take care of the basketball um, rebounding, which will always, always be a key when you're 
best rebounder, biggest guy is six, eight and not seven foot. Like the guys you're going up against. Um, it's gotta be gang rebounding. It's gotta be Tanner Holden getting in there and getting five rebounds. Ice getting his six rebounds. Zed, maybe he gets 10, 11, 12. I mean, obviously that's, that's great news if he's reaching double digits. So you got to take care of the ball. You got to rebound the ball and then someone's got to step up. Um, whether that is justice going for 25 Zed going for 20 and 10, or a fr- or a freshman not named Bryce Sensible stepping up, or a transfer not named Isaac Likely um, doing something special, right? So um, those three things, if you do those three things well and they are present in the stat sheet, I think that it gives us a good chance to win just about any game. Um, obviously, like you're saying, there are a ton of question marks. Um, if they get answered in a positive way, that's really good news for Ohio State. But at the end of the day, if – something happens in that game that it's like, wow, that's not good. Remember it's the fourth game of the season. It's the first real game that nine guys on the roster are playing in. Um, But the bottom line is uh, like, this is Ohio state. There are certain expectations. Justice talked about it in our interview and the expectation are to compete and win these games in these early season tournaments against ranked teams. So it's really, really exciting. Uh, The, the bottom line, the, the overarching theme to the entire episode and week in Maui is we're going to find out a lot, uh, a lot, a lot, a lot about Ohio state, which is exciting, whether it's good or bad, it's exciting to, to see what this team is made of. And and they might be ranked tomorrow, Ohio state, probably not just because not really that much outside of Texas A&M yeah. losing a few games has happened in the top 25. They're terrible by the way, too. Right. Sorry. Right, but they they could be ranked, I guess. So it could be they got votes they, last week. They got right. votes. It, it could be a ranked matchup. I think Jeff Goodman has them number one now. Have you noticed that Goodman, when he says games of the day, puts his rankings? Like he was like number five versus Virginia against number nine Illinois today. Did he really? And, I didn't notice that. I noticed that he, like every person, has biases, and in his in his case, he. Um, you could tell the coaches that he's friends with are higher ranked, like him and hold are tight. So Ohio six in the, not in the top 25, but also he has, he has the luxury of like when he does his rankings, he does it every day. He does it after every single game. So like, yeah. like A&M should not be ranked anymore. You know, they're ranked until the next deep. But if they played a game tonight, they would still have the 24. Right. Next. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, I also think it's important to not overreact after the, after the San Diego state game, you can react after Maui, but I think to like, like, but in the same, at the same time, Andrew, and I'm just buttoned in and this is just all hypotheticals. If you remember, which I don't imagine you remember very well, but my junior year holds team, his first team, when it was all new faces besides like Kata, Cam Williams, CJ Jackson, and uh, JT, right? Four guys, just like right now, it's three guys that are returning. We were terrible in our preseason tournament, right? We got blown out by Gonzaga in the first game. We won against, we beat a kind of bad Stanford team in the second game by like eight or nine. And then we were up 13 against Butler in the last two minutes and blew that lead and lost in overtime. And we left there like kind of dejected. We had just lost, we, we lost to Clemson right after that too. And then we went on an incredible run and figured things out and blah, blah, blah. So obviously you can definitely make assumptions like we are going to do after Maui. Like there's no doubt about it, 
but it's not over after Maui. And this sounds pretty negative. It's not over more. It's not over even if Ohio State wins Maui. It's not over more. Well, I think if Ohio State doesn't struggle to rebound in the Maui Invitational and they win the Maui Invitational, I think you can confidently say the rebounding question mark is not an issue as of now. Big Ten play could be different, but it's not the potential question mark that we thought it was. So what I'm saying is like they could struggle against. Uh, they could struggle against San Diego state win or lose. And then in the next game against Cincinnati or Arizona, do something that they did bad against San Diego state really well, because it's so early. Like, I feel like you could, a, a lot can be taken away, but also they're playing three games. So like each game is going to not have its own lesson, but like they could struggle to rebound just because of, San Diego State's tenacity on the defensive rebounding, and then all of a sudden they're they win the rebounding matchup by ten in the next two games. So like it is still three games of evaluation, and I guess the ultimate worst team they could play is Louisville, who looks terrible, but like that name across their their yeah, chest, they're terrible. they're terrible. They're terrible, but like it's not like no, the no, worst. no, like no, like like they're but it's terrible. not like the worst team they could play is Eastern Illinois. Like there's not a there's not a there's when they were that. when they were making this bracket they weren't like well there's one really bad team yeah of course like it's it's, it's happened bad. that they've been bad and I guarantee you Louisville will win this game game will win games this year where we're scratching our heads yeah like they, they'll we'll probably play Louisville and lose because of how we're talking right well because of how you're talking I'm giving Louisville the benefit of the doubt um, <laughs> but I, I'm excited about the potential matchups I think they're either going to play a really good Arizona team or they're going to play a Cincinnati team that j- just lost to Eastern Kentucky. That's how Northern Kentucky. But, right. but that would be a cool matchup if that happens. And if they win and they play Arizona or win and play, like these are going to be really cool, fun games. If you had to say, give me your prediction of who wins the Maui Invitational I think Arkansas is the best team there. They're the highest ranked team. Um, they have the greatest dunk in basketball history on their side, which is always good. Um, but I think I'd also be shocked if the favorite to win won. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, when I'm looking at this bracket, like obviously I'm rooting for Ohio State, but like Arizona is the most underrated, under the radar, really good team every year, probably because they just play on the West Coast. Like, obviously, they were undefeated and number one in the country last year. I get that. But, like, they returned. They lost three NBA guys, but they returned a lot still. Um, and I, I think that they're my pick, at least. I think yeah. you look top to bottom, not only are the teams great, but they're so fun, too. Like, Virginia, for example, who, as we're recording this, just beat Illinois. They're not fun. Like, Virginia's not fun. They'll be the first team to say they're not fun. Yeah. But – Arizona is fun and Creighton is as fun as it gets. And Arkansas truly is as fun as it gets. So like just those names alone and Ohio state is a fun team. Like Louisville's fun. They stink, but they're fun because they're Louisville, you know, they're fun but, for they're fun for college basketball fans that don't like Louisville to watch Louisville. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So great. It, field. It's, it, great it is field. It's a great field. I would be surprised if the favorite one to answer your question. Yeah. Um, I think all the games are going to be really good. The fact that the first round game is the first game. First round is kind of funny because there's only eight teams. Like it's not like a first, like, Ooh, they're in, they made it. Oh, Holtman did it. Elite eight. Let's go. 
Um, but the first game of it is Creighton versus Texas Tech, which is like a very cool, exciting matchup. What so time is that at? I think 2.30 Eastern. 2.30 Eastern, 5 o'clock, Ohio State, 9 o'clock. And Cincinnati versus Arizona is the ele- – oh, I mean, there's just no way I'm watching the end of that Cincinnati-Arizona game. I'll find out Tuesday. Yeah, there's no way you there's no way you aren't. There's no way I am. It's even yeah. later for me. And if Ohio State like takes a little while because they get the 30 minutes to warm up or whatever, like that, that could be a an 11:45 midnight start. Yeah. I, I just love this. I feel like, okay, we've done enough Maui talk, little little transition into basket into football by way of basketball. This is my favorite week of the year for sports. Some people say it's March Madness, some people say it's you know, the, the sports equinox or whatever, when they have the, um, when there's MLB, NHL, NBA, um, and NFL games at the same time, like this is my favorite week of the year. We get basketball at noon every single day. We get football during the week. We get college basketball, NBA, great games, like not only games, but great games. And then you double down on, I know you're not the biggest soccer in the world, Andrew, but there's world cup games now too. Like USA, I don't think Ohio State basketball and USA have played on the same day more than 30 times in the last, you know, 200 years, right? You know, so like tomorrow is you could be you need a, it's it's just a week where you need four TVs. That's just yeah. what it boils. Um and you didn't even mention wait, did you mention NFL? Yeah, I said NFL games during the week. Well, there's also NBA games every night. Right. Of course. Like sprinkle that in like it it is it is a top tier. And and the reason it's better than March Madness, the games are not more important than March Madness, but you don't have NFL. You don't have NFL and college football during March Madness. But these games are incredible. Like the games are good. If you count today, like Illinois versus Virginia, like that wasn't like an elite eight caliber game. Like it was so intense, so awesome, you know, just stuff like that. I mean, but Ohio state could theoretically go and three and like, it wouldn't change the course of their season. Theoretically. Right, because they're again theoretically all number one. They'd be all good losses. I mean, in theory, right? Unless not Louisville, unless you lose to Louisville. Um, But also, it's it's just like I don't know. They're not going to lose all. They're not going to. They can't. Honestly, the way it's been going for me and and my elite and my team's allegiances, besides Ohio State football, it might brace yourself, everybody. Just brace yourself. My fantasy team, as it stands right now, has thirty points, and everyone's played thirty. 30 points. I don't even know. Sorry. This is a bad, it's a bad tangent. I don't even know how that's possible. Accidentally. Um, you can't, like you have to try. Like, speaking of football, not fantasy football. Okay. We got Ohio state, Michigan this week. The game. Here's the deal. Thank God. Michigan struggled against Illinois because everyone would be talking shit about Ohio state right now. And I don't feel any different about the Ohio state Michigan game than I did three weeks ago. Now, I think it's going to be a good game. I think the home field advantage is so, 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 so crucial in this rivalry because it's so crazy. And I think the biggest thing is if Blake Corum's not a hundred percent, then it's just a completely different game. Like he's their, he's their best player by far for Ohio state. Their best player has caught four passes this year. He's not playing, you know, their best running back. We don't even know who that is yet. Like it's just so if Blake Corum is out, it's going to be very hard for them to run all over Ohio state. Like they did last year. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a couple things that stand out to me. First of all, Ohio State winning the way they did is is great. Battle tested, all that stuff. Awesome, whatever. Just escape with a win on the road. Michigan played a better team in Illinois, but they were at home. Took them a long time to get going. And the thing that stood out to me beyond you know the Blake Corum stuff, which is important, is that there's no way they can win the game. No way they can beat Ohio State without being able to throw the ball a little bit. And they can't. It sure seems like they can't. Well, they're and definitely not going to be able that, to win if they can't throw it and Blake Corum's out and they can't run it. That would be a recipe for disaster. I, I, I'm just saying, like, Ohio State, like, if you took away our running game, which kind of has happened in games, like, that's our strength, right? We want to throw the ball. We want to throw it to Marvin Harrison. C.J. Stroud's the Heisman winner. If we're forced to run, like, Dallin Hayden is a stud. Mine Williams, maybe he's back. Travion Henderson, like, we got dudes back there. If you force Michigan to throw the ball, like, they, their quarterback – just became their starting quarterback three weeks ago. You know, yeah. like it, 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 they're a much different team than last year. Their defense isn't their Their defense is, is great like every year, but not as good as it was last year. They don't scare me as much in terms of the momentum they have coming into the game. And they're on the road. Obviously we're homers. We're going to pick Ohio state. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I really do think it's Ohio state's game to lose. They'll be favored by a touchdown, right? I'm I'm looking right now. I, I would be kind of shocked if if they quote unquote beat them up. Like I think it's going to be very close. It looks like the lot Ohio State's favored by eight and a half. I don't know yeah, if I, I would take. I, I don't know if I would take eight and a half. I mean that's that's because you throw the okay, records, so. you throw the records and the spread and all that stuff out when Ohio State's eleven and zero and Michigan's six and five. You know. Like now yeah. they're both eleven and zero. Michigan's coming off a playoff appearance. They're coming off a bad game. Like, I I don't have the confidence I had before the Penn State Northwestern stretch. I appreciate you being not negative but more realistic because I'm sitting here like, uh, I, until Ohio State makes me worried about something, I haven't been worried in a game really yet. Maybe yeah. the, maybe at halftime Northwestern I was like, okay, this doesn't feel right, but like. Yesterday against Maryland, like we're down at halftime, but as soon as the second half starts, like we are up by two scores multiple times, you know? So yeah. I, I, think, I don't know. I, I know that Nancy plays there. Do you think it's safe to say Ohio State wins and Stroud has three-plus touchdowns, he wins the Heisman? Yeah, this is his Heisman moment, right? It's just well, made for it. Well, it's his Heisman game. The Heisman moment would be like they're down and he needs a score his Heisman moment beating Michigan yeah I mean if Stroud throws three touchdowns I'll feel really good about our chances that's for sure I would agree with that um Andrew will be there everybody well I'm trying to get in (laughs) tough to get in Tony Pollard's unbelievable by the way well he just Um, do another touchdown but 70 yarder but um but so my, my, my official my official my official prediction of how this week goes for Ohio State sports, okay? I'm gonna say two and I'm gonna say three and one. I would take that. Yeah, three, that means we win Maui and lost to Michigan. No, no, I think they're gonna win. I think they're gonna beat San Diego State and then either win. 
or lose their second or third game. Like they're going to go two and one, but I don't think they're going to win. Like they might lose in the championship. Okay. That would be my, my, my prediction would still come true or they might lose or they might lose first round. Then win their next two, I think they're going to go two and one. I'm taking away the San Diego state win guarantee. I think they're going two and one in Maui and one and oh in football three and one. Yeah. I mean, I'm not ready to make a prediction for Maui in terms of how many I'm just all I'm thinking about is like, let's beat San Diego state over under one and a half for basketball wins in Maui. What are you taking? I'm going to sit here and not say over. I'm going to what say are you over. Taking? What are you taking? If you actually had, you actually had to bet on a hundred dollars. What are you taking? I'm going to take over. Cause I think San Diego state's going to be a really tough game. And I, if we win that one, great, but I don't think that's ours to win. The next game we'll be playing Cincinnati most likely who we have to beat. Like that's just a team that you have to beat. And then we'll be playing a really good team after that. Don't get me wrong, but then you get a little bit of momentum. And so I'm going to take over because that's what, what if I, I have to do. But what if I told you the three games were San Diego state, Arizona, Arkansas, would you say over? I mean, no, but that's not, if that happens, I mean, it is, that means it is over. Not necessarily. Right. If Cincinnati beats Arizona, Arizona, then it, then it's, no, they could beat, they could beat, or they could beat San Diego state, beat San Diego state, lose to Arizona, lose to Arkansas. I'm just saying like, there's a lot of possibilities. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, Andrew, what do you, you're just, what do you, why are you trying to get me to, to, I'm all I'm thinking about is let's beat San Diego state. That's all I'm, I'm just about. trying to prolong the episode. Cause we haven't talked that long. <laughs> Should we I'm get to justice? To, yeah, we can get to justice. Is there um, anything else to, I mean, Justin Fields is still him. Is there anything else to. Chris Olave in the Superdome is him. Yeah. I, I, I didn't start him in fantasy. Shame on me. I just traded for him and started him. So praise Congrats. on me. Praise um, yeah. I mean, overall uh, we're, we're uh, before we get to the interview, we're, we're going to be doing some spaces after games, before games, depending on when they are. Try yes. to, right. We're going to try. I think tomorrow it's safe to say we can do a space before the game, right? Sure. Cause, cause we're not going to do one after. I'd rather do one. I'd rather do one before the second game. Cause this is kind of, you don't need to listen to drive the lane and listen to the pregame space. We're not going to talk about anything different. You know, I think, right. I think Tuesday space for sure. Okay. Lock in a Tuesday space. The only, the only issue would be if I'm on the radio, but if we, I, but if I am on the radio, then you'll just listen to me on the radio. Yeah. Are you on the radio? Depending on if they win or lose. Which one? Because well, the, the, I think win. they have to win because they lose, they play, they, they, no, I think if they lose, I don't know. I don't know which one. If they play at 11, then I'll be able to be on the radio because it's six to eight. I might if not be win. able to do, I might not be able to do a uh, midday Twitter space on Tuesday, but we'll see. 11 p.m., doofus. No. Not 11 a.m. That, you know what time that is in Hawaii? It's like four in the morning. No, you're right. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we'll figure it out. We'll let you guys know, obviously, on Twitter. We're going to try, we're, you know, now that basketball season is ramping up, we're going to be talking to you guys more, you know, putting more stuff out, little videos, whether it's me, whether it's Andrew, after games, before games, um, all that fun stuff. All right, let's get to our interview with Justice, which is the perfect 
segue into Maui. And if you're listening right now and Maui's already happened or the first game's already happened, evergreenish, evergreenish interview for sure. Definitely can listen. Very brief, like Maui preview talk with Justice. Lots of Ohio State talk, lots of teammates talk, lots of Hawaii talk specifically yeah. because he loves Hawaii. But it wasn't an accident that we had him on Maui. He's from Hawaii, Maui Invitational. Yeah. It's basketball season. Justice wears 14. He asked Andrew some great questions about Hawaii. And just, I mean, there's just so much to lock into. Yeah. All right. Let's get to that interview. All right, joining us now on Drive the Lane, long overdue, but happy it's finally happening. Justice Suin, welcome to the show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, like Andrew said, we're excited to have you on. It has been a long time coming, but last year was kind of an anomaly. You weren't Justice Suing. We didn't get a chance to to get you when you were healthy, and we we wanted to wait until you were back. And and obviously, you are back and possibly better than ever. I think it's a good place to start. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. You know, just being out this past year, man, it was, it was tough. But, um, you know, I put in a lot of hours, you know, just working on my body, just making sure that uh, that would be pretty much bulletproof for this upcoming season so I didn't have any issues. And, and that's, how, that's how I'm feeling so far. You mentioned uh, being ready for this upcoming season. The team definitely ready off to a 3-0 and start, getting ready for – the Maui Invitational. What what did the summer look like with all the new guys? But then, of course, you as a veteran. Like, why were you? Why have you guys been able to click so early in the season? Yeah, um, I'd say a lot of it's just. Um, I feel like a lot of it's just from off the court chemistry type of thing. You know, whenever you get a new group like this, where it's just everyone's a new face, really. It's just me, Zed, and, and Gene with only three three people I think from the past couple teams but um yeah it's a lot of just you know just getting getting familiar with each other just like getting closer like that just regular hanging out movies just going out and doing stuff together but also just to be a part of the program you know you have to you have to be a certain type of uh, a certain type of person so like everyone here jails well I, I think something that's interesting is the mix of veteran guys and uh, obviously both being new, but veteran guys, transfers, and then freshmen. Who are some of the guys that have kind of exceeded your expectations? Because in this age of social media and you watch college basketball every day, you knew the types of guys you were getting. Who are some of the guys that exceeded your expectations? Um, I feel like all the freshmen took uh, big steps this uh, this summer, just especially just from being able to uh, – to really just step into that, that collegiate type of level of, uh, of a game and um, really just get better every day. So, I mean, you, you've already seen Bryce and, and Bruce, you know, take the court. Great player, going to be great players, you know, whenever, like, they're, they're going to be great. So I'm, I'm looking forward to playing with them throughout the entire year. Felix, uh, Bo, you haven't seen Bo a lot. Bo can shoot the lights out, man. And, and then we got, we got um, <laughs> the transfers, too, with, um, with Tanner. I mean, we just like Tanner, I, Sean, like we have, we just have a, a good group of guys. It's just, I feel like very versatile and, um, and it just, it just, we're just a really talented group. And I feel like as the season continues to progress, that gelling will continue to to happen and it'll, it'll continue to push our, our roof. So we're definitely going to talk about the Maui Invitational, but you know, we were talking about the young guys when you first got to school. And then again, when you first got to Ohio state, I'm sure there was stuff that you did that the seniors and the older guys were like, I can't believe this kid 
is doing this? What's some of the newer trendier stuff that the younger guys are doing that like, you're like, I didn't know about any of this before these guys got to school. Um, man, I can't really, I can't really think of anything. Something like trendy that the, that the younger guys have, have done since they've been here. Or like anything, you know any, any like saying that they have or anything they do or any like, I mean, for you guys, you were probably on TikTok and stuff, and the older guys right. may not have been as privy to it. I'm making you seem really old. You're really not that old. Yeah. But you're, <laughs> you're you're almost co- closer to Coach Holtman's age than you are, you know, Bryce Sensabaugh's age. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we actually we actually just joked about that. Me and me and uh, Coach the other day about uh, us guessing his age, but um, but no, I, I'd say I will say the the thing. The thing that the uh, the freshmen have brought into the locker room is some of their artists, their artist choices. Um, Felix put people onto someone called um, Baby Baby Tron, I think. I think it's it's a rapper named Baby Tron. And then uh, Bruce and Bryce like this dude named No Cap. So I mean, though that's that's probably the the, the biggest uh, thing I've seen. That's that's surprising, just because I've never never heard of those rappers. But I mean, hey, that's that's what gets them going. So you know, that's them. So Justice, we were. Um... We were obviously, you know, I was at the game last night with with Harry and and Seth. Um, behi- we were sitting behind you guys on the jumbotron. They were promoting Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks coming to uh, Nationwide Arena or the shot I forget uh, in a handful. Of- and Harrison turned to Seth and was like, "We got you. Well, you're back, Joey. You're you're back. Did you lost me? We lost you." Yeah, uh, okay. Okay, I'll be quick and say what I said again. Um, so you know that me, Seth, and Harry were behind the bench last night at Hummer, but he left. Um, and on the Jumbotron, they were promoting Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks coming to Columbus, and Harry looked at us and was like, Who is Billy Joel? Do you know who Billy Joel is? I know he's a singer. I know Actually, that. At least you know who he is. Yeah, I mean, like, I like, I'm not, I'm not super unfamiliar, but like, I, I'm not, I'm not familiar with his, like, his music, his catalog, and stuff like that. All right, you, you would enjoy it. I really do think. Yeah, so. I probably cool. would. I probably, he probably jammed out to a couple of his songs, and don't even realize it. I, I guess one recommendation, maybe uh, I'm coming with here, is uh, one thing that we did in the locker room when I was in school was we had White Boy Wednesdays, where some of the people who were not getting the aux often got to have the aux and play some music that wasn't played often in the locker room. Maybe that could be an idea. You know, I mean, if I had to bet, I bet Kalen is listening to the same music that you guys are and everyone is. And I listen to the same music too. Like, don't get me wrong. But when I got the aux or Dockich or Kyle Young, like we would throw on some, right. you know, Justin Bieber or Billy Joel. Little switch up. Uh, yeah, exactly. Little switch. Uh, some of the guys do. They they actually do that. Like, it's funny you mentioned Kalen. Kalen will be the one who will like get the aux here and there and just play some like <laughs> some old like pop music like two thousand. Just yes. random, but but yeah, that's that's actually funny you brought that up. Yeah, we should probably do that a little bit more. Well, I love it. I love it. Another thing we're talking about this team. We talked about the freshmen. We got to talk about Bryce a little bit more. Um, obviously, he's been phenomenal so far a lot of people had high expectations for him because he had a that's like 70 point game in the summer league and all that stuff obviously you saw it from early on you see that like nba projections are saying bryce sensible in the first round now and all that stuff 
is that talked about at all in the locker room already? Was it talked about in the summer? Um, um, I'd say, nah, we like we don't really talk about any anything like that with uh, as far as like you know NBA stuff or we might like mention it like here and there with just like just with, like news that pops up through through like the sports channels or broadcasts or talk shows. But um, yeah, it's not really a, a topic of discussion for us. But I mean. <laughs> I, I didn't even know that until you just mentioned it right now. I see the la- the last thing I want to do is like I see what I used to hate in school, like with Kato, right? Like Kato was having the best year ever, and every day people are tweeting and tagging him and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't want him to go on Twitter and see that. Like we got to go beat Penn State tomorrow. You know what I mean? Right. So the last thing I'm going to do is ever you know, like <laughs> tag Bryce in a like and give him any reason to think like I'm. Hey, I mean, he should think that he's that guy that's great for his confidence, but you get what I'm saying. So I'm just curious because, like, Trevor Thompson would bring that stuff up, and I knew it's like, okay, that guy, that he's got a, a, that's not the right mindset. That's that's why I'm just, I'm just, I'm just curious. But obviously, Bryce has been incredible, and we have a ton of questions that we could ask about him, but we do want to talk about the Maui Invitational, and most importantly, the fact that you're going home. And did you ever think that you'd be playing a game in Hawaii when you left to go to Cal? when you graduated um no I, I didn't actually but I mean it was it was a it was a really good experience the first year that I, that I was able to go there and uh and play and I definitely didn't expect to be uh being in it for a second time so I mean just just being able to go back home though in general in some warm weather especially now that I'm out here and you know it's freezing out here in Columbus but um now, now that we get to go up there this uh this weekend and, and play next week it'll, it'll be a fun experience so you're from Honolulu originally, right? Yeah. Is there like a Maui Honolulu rivalry, or do you feel you like you're going home still? Um, it's not really like a rivalry. There's there's nothing like that. It's just it's just a different island. Just different. Um, there's just different type of vibes for real. Like Maui is more of like a country type of type of island. It's not as uh, touristy and and uh, as as uh, what's it called? It doesn't have as much city city life as um as it is back in in Oahu. So first game, you play San Diego State. I'm not going to ask you to, like, break down the game because I'm sure you guys haven't even really talked about San Diego State yet. Um, But it is going to be the first real test against a a power-ish five opponent. Um, And we talked about it, like, two games ago, the fact that it's been really great to have these first few games for the young guys and new guys to get cordial with each other and get their feet wet into, you know, high level or even just college basketball what do you think you're going to learn about this Ohio state basketball team, whether it's against San Diego state or for the whole Maui invitational? Um, I think it'll be a, a, just a good test for us in general, you know, how we like deal with adversity, how we deal with, you know, uh, kind of playing at a neutral spot. There's, uh, there's going to be a lot of the guys first time playing uh, not only in this tournament, but like their first away away game here as a, as a Buckeye. So, I mean, it's, it'll be a lot of um, like first time experiences for a lot of us, but um or for a lot of them, but um, it'll be interesting. You know, we get to play some some high level competitions. It's it's all good teams that are that are in this uh, this layout of the, of the invitational. So I mean, it'll be good for us regardless. So there's a potential matchup with Cincinnati, and that's not looking ahead or anything because it could be after a win or a loss. So there's a potential <laughs> matchup with Cincinnati. You know, is that little Ohio rivalry? Second time I've mentioned the non-real rivalry. That, Andrew loves rivalries. Is that something that, you know, is exciting at all to you and to the team to maybe get to play Cincy? Yeah, I think um 
Yeah, I think I think it's something that everyone's everyone looked at. You know, seeing two Ohio schools like the same invitation, especially as as big as uh, as this one is. You know, where it's just this, the amount of or the level of competition here is just so it's so high. But I mean, it's something we've looked at, but something we also haven't really paid that much mind to because we're just like, look, we're just gonna take it one game at a time, and uh, wherever wherever you know where, whoever we play, you know, the next round, whether we win or lose, that'll be who we, who we focus on next. So it's kind of just you know. Game to game approach. All right, last question about basketball and serious stuff, and then we'll get into some more of the fun things. Um, this team, I don't know if you've seen it or not. I've called it the most talented team that Holtman has had since he got to Ohio State. Whether it's guys like you and Zed who are returning and um, are expected to make jumps or have already proved themselves as great players, whether it's Tanner, Sean, and Ice coming in who have already proved themselves at their respective schools as very talented players, or even the freshmen whether they play 30 minutes in a game or 10 minutes a game are a part of one of the best classes he's ever had. Um, how do you think that compares to either teams that you watched uh, or teams that you've been a part of at Ohio state? Um, yeah. As far as teams that, that, that I've watched, you know, just looking back at, at you know, that geo and, and, and Mike, <laughs> um, I mean, that, that's, that's just, a, I feel like that's just a different level. right? That's, that's, <laughs> That's that's always something that you're gonna get gonna get compared to. But as far as um as, as far as Coach Holtz, uh, his his um his classes, I mean, I feel like this is is definitely like one of the most talented just from like from the top to the bottom of the roster. There's so many there's so many guys that have like their specialty and along with that provide, you know, their their level of versatility. So I mean, yeah, from freshmen to, to the transfers to the guys that are returning, man, I feel like it's um it's really unique to have to, to have this amount of talent on the team. Uh, it was going to be um, interesting is how how we were able to mesh it and create uh, try to create this uh, you know this this our definition of of how we play and and just how how our year is going to look like you know game by game. I, I'm sorry, I, I Andrew, I have to ask one more question because I meant to ask this like even last night when I was with you, but um, I noticed a new addition in the locker room in the film room is a list of goals for the year, which is, was not there when I was there. wasn't there last year. Right. I mean, you can correct me if I'm yeah. wrong. It's new. What, uh, can you list off some of those goals? Cause I think that that's like the coolest thing. It gave me the chills. Like I was like, I want to run through a brick wall just from looking at the goals. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, uh, as a team, we just sat down and we kind of talked about, um, you know, regardless of how, um, regardless of how like how new of a, of a team it might seem like, you know, Ohio State still is held to this, to the standard. And, you know, we're not going to ever, you know, get away from that, shy away from it, whether it's a challenge or not. So, I mean, we, we, some of the, some of the goals on there was winning the big 10 championship, winning regular season fit, like winning four, uh, four games on the road, getting an NCAA berth, you know, um, it's, those are just a, a couple of them. But there's, I think, there's like six or seven uh, that was on that board. Sweet sixteen. That's the that's the most important one. That's the one we love. Sweet sixteen. We love that. Is, we love is that. that we're really looking at. But I mean, yeah, it keeps it, it constantly keeps the uh, guys motivated having that around the locker room. Just so it's like, like you know, you kind of can get set into the motion of things at times, but always having that reminder there every time you walk in and walk out the locker room helps you, you know, get the right mindset in when you when you're coming into work. What's good is some of those goals, you know, lead to one another. Like if you win the Big Ten Championship, you get that NCAA tournament bid. So really <laughs> thinking smarter, not harder there. But um, the first first question I have for you that's a little more fun, but also going to make you think, you know, you've had a lot of teammates at Ohio State. 
You've had NBA guys like Malachi, who you only played a few minutes with, and and EJ. But then you've had guys like you know Kyle Young, who just will grab every single loose ball, every single rebound. If you could add one former teammate to this team now, who would it be? Uh, one former teammate, man, that's tough. Um, good question, Andrew. Thanks. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm say I'm gonna say KY just because you just because you just mentioned his name. He um, playing with KY was he had, he's the highest motor guy I've played with in in my career, like in college. Just his like ability to to rebound and kind of make those plays that matter that aren't necessarily you know counted on the stat sheet. I feel like that that's what gave us our edge on as it, as it, as those like teams uh, continue to get better throughout the year. It was, was kind of set under his tongue. All right, fo- follow-up question, a little bit different note. Um, we talk about it all the time on this show. My mom's favorite thing about you is your number being 14. Yeah. Um, how'd, you cho- how'd you choose 14? Well, there. I think I, I forgot the three numbers they gave me, but I, 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 I know I was going to wear 14 just because um, my dad, he wore 41 when he was in college, when he played at UH in Hawaii. So I mean, forty-one flips is, is fourteen. So I was like, that's, I got it, I got it, I got to rep that. So I mean, that's that's how I chose to end up choosing that number. So I I went to Hawaii over the summer. I went to Maui, and I actually did a day at on Lanai, which was unbelievable. Nice, nice. First question: Have you ever been to Lanai? <laughs> um, I. I think I went there when I was when I was I was like younger. I was in my like maybe middle like middle school or like early high school. Yeah. Okay. And then second question, if you had like four days off in Hawaii, what would you be doing? Like what's your I'm home for a week? This is what I have to do while I'm in Hawaii. Um, this is if I'm like home home, like like in Honolulu. Yeah. Um all right. The first thing I do, I always, I always spend. I'm always at the beach for the first like half of every day. I'm just, I'm just soaking up the sun, just enjoying the weather. You know, the the waves. It's just as common. It, 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 I tell, I tell the guys when they get there that the water it heals your body. So I mean, it it, it definitely feels like that at least. But um, I, that'd be the first thing I do. The second thing I have to get. There's this place called Yoga Story, um, in uh, in downtown. And it has these like it's it's called ube, but it's like a purple type of syrup because that's what color the yam is that they make it from. And that that on the pancakes is just it's, it's it's probably my favorite breakfast. It's my go-to. I have to have it as soon as I touch down. And then um, the other two, I just say just hanging out with my family, just being able to go to the park, or just, us just uh, just chilling around the house, whatever it is we're doing. And fourth thing, man. Oh, I will. I will try to surf. I, I always have to like re-teach myself how to. <laughs> After being away from the water for a long time, it, it takes a minute to get back on there and get get the get the groove of things. But it's not it's not as hard as I feel like people make it out to see. Are you scared of sharks? I'm not scared of sharks. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so scared of sharks. That's why I'll never surf. But that's neither here nor there. I. I want to ask you, what's your favorite Hawaii fun fact? Hawaii fun fact? Yeah. Man, a Hawaii fun fact, let me think. I don't have any Hawaii fun facts, man. Wow, well, you need, fun. To, 
you, you need to come up with one <laughs> at some point to okay. let us know because we could just rip them off for you from our account. Like, hey, did you know that Hawaii, they're the number one exporter of bananas? You know, just like, you know, random fun facts like that. Like, we we, we got Hawaii's back. Forms, um, I mean, that's cool. Yeah, there you go. Um, Andrew, you got anything else? I got one more. I, I have one more thing. How different is the cuisine in Maui <laughs> versus Honolulu? Because I want to see how much you like some of the stuff that I had in Maui. I mean, it's about the same. Like really, like it's it's just it's just a different place. They might have like they might have like their rest like there's different restaurants there that they might have that like are staples there. But from from my understanding, it's it's, it's pretty much the same food and, and you'll get both like you'll get the experience from both places as far as um like the culture and the food. So the the two things I had, one hog juice was unbelievable. And Maui chips, which wow. is the Maui chips are unbelievable. Which Maui chips do you get? The onion ones. The onion ones, yeah. That's the that those ones are fire. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, the Maui Maui chips are go. Yeah, nah, they yeah. Hawaii, I just feel like it's just a different type of it's a different type of food experience you have to have. You have to try it at least once. So I mean, it's gonna be interesting trying to trying to put these guys onto some of the foods that you know I grew up with. So looking forward to to their reactions. All right. Um, second to last thing before we let you go quickly, we're releasing this right before the Ohio State Michigan game. Obviously, we know who you have winning, but like, what do you think it looks like on Saturday in the shoe? And I, th- I think we got the game, and I, I think it's going to be a really good game. At that, I, I hope it is a good game. But you know, we we got some payback for him. You know, we we got to get we got to get back into it. But no, I definitely got the guys. You know, CJ, shout out CJ. You know, I, I think he's going to go ahead and do his thing out there. But yeah, man, I got bucks, baby, all the way. Last question before the final thing we do. <laughs> if CJ... If you if, keep saying last question, Justice, you never have to end the interview, so we just keep saying last well, question. Answers, your answers are, are prompting more questions. <laughs> if, if CJ Stroud was a basketball player, would he just instantly be a point guard? Is there a point guard quarterback, you know, similarities mindset, or is it is it uh, a completely uh, different? It's completely different. See, CJ has told me that he has a strap, though. So, I mean, maybe we stick him at, at the two guard. Maybe we just stick him on the wing, come off some something like that. But, no, he, he, swear, he swears that he's a he's a shooter. So, I mean, I'll, I'll see you one of these days, man. Maybe after, the, maybe after both of our seasons are over. Um, all right. Now we're actually going to end it. I don't know if you've seen it. I'm sure you have because I know you watch and listen all the time to, to the show. But the way we end every episode, is uh, it's sponsored by Brain Fuel, our great sponsor, our presenting sponsor. We can hook you up with some Brain Fuel here next time we see you. Um, but I know you like coffee a lot, so it could be tricky, even though it's it's an addition to coffee. But um, that's neither here nor there. We want to turn the tables on you, give you the opportunity to ask us any questions you've been dying to ask us. You know, all you do is get asked questions all day long from the media, from us during this, from your family, from your teammates. They want to know your wisdom. Now it's time for you to ask us some questions. Just any questions. Anything. Basketball, life, Hawaii. If you have any Hawaii questions, we can try and help with those. So, so you, you said you haven't been to Hawaii. Are you coming on I, this trip? No, I wish. <laughs> you should have you you got on hope for that one, man. I you know, I know. Seth tried to, actually tried to. I yeah, did try. Seth did try to, try to stick <laughs> on it. It was hilarious. But, uh, no, Andrew, uh, you said you was in, when, when did you visit Maui? 
last summer, so five months ago. How long were you? How long were you? Did you did you go up the mountain? I did not go up the mountain, but I was there for twelve days. Spent a lot of time on the beach. That's a long time. And you didn't go to you didn't go to Haleakala. That's uh, like that's it takes like I forgot how long. When I went there, it took like maybe 45 minutes, 30, 45 minutes to get to the top, and it was snowing at the top. That's that because that's how high I was. Yeah. So my yeah. girlfriend had been before and she was like, We're just gonna stay at the resort this time, but maybe next time we come, we'll do like the excursions. But we did go to Lanai, we did yeah. parent sail. We jet skied. We we did a lot. You did you, you did all the cool stuff, all the all the little fun activities. Nah, nah, you can't you can't go wrong with those. Nah, I'm, nah, I'm glad you're able to experience it. That was your first time. First time. Um, hopefully not the last time. Hopefully the first of many. Hopefully I get to be there with you sometime. I can rebound for you. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see if, that, if we can make that happen, man. He's Maybe a good we'll... rebounder, Justice. He's a good rebounder. <laughs> He plays like Sully. That's like his game. He plays like Sully. Really? That's hilarious. Old Sully. Yeah, old Sully. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, that's all the questions I have for real, man. I, I just appreciate you guys having me on on the on the stuff, man. On your on your talk show. So I mean, great vibes. Our pleasure. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, we'll be rooting for you. Hopefully, Andrew gets to a game in Columbus. And uh, good luck this uh, this. I guess you could say this week. And and uh, we'll be obviously rooting for you, man. Always. Yeah, yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. You got an Instagram with a picture of the onion Maui chips and tag us on your story. Read that. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. All right. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. Take care, bro. Safe flight. Appreciate y'all. Yep. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that interview. Make sure you check out our guy, Denny intro and outro he's great get some brain fuel b-r-e-i-n-f-u-e-l.com joey i think you should say every single team in maui to beat at the end okay let me lock in because they can't they can theoretically play every team right they can't or can they can't can. they could theoretically play every team yeah i have to i have to look it up i i know most of them Cincy, Arizona. No, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop. No, I'm telling you. I'm not doing it. Yeah, but you don't have to tell me. I'm looking it up, and I'll just – the people at home will hear it. Um, Andrew, anything else? That's it, man. I just – I mean, 4-0 and would be a spectacular week, but 3-1. and If I gave you the over-under of 25 <laughs> no, I'm going over. I think they're definitely going to win a basketball game, one of three, and they're going to win football. So, also, I'm making plans to go to the Big Ten Championship. And just to not jinx it, I'll go regardless of who's in it. So, I'm making plans to be there. My stepsister goes to Iowa. Um, she's a freshman there. So, funny enough, if Iowa wins, it would be – if Iowa wins and Ohio State wins, it would be Ohio State. Right. All right. Buckle up. Drive the lane. Go Buckeyes. <clears throat> Beat San Diego State, Arizona, Cincinnati, Arkansas, Louisville, Creighton, and can't forget Texas Tech. But most importantly, that team up north. I've been chilling out of sight, I'll be at the
my ways, I'm gon' linger in your mind. Always told me good things, look, I'm too dull to be patient. But I've been way too patient, riding bars in my basement. I'm anxious in the real world, it's time for me to say this. The basics, the talent in my mind, I can't waste it. My life is too safe, it's my time for it's taking. I'm baking my mind, every day is the same ish. Lazy, my grind needs to get a new facelift. Coming from the underground and busting through the pavement. Right with it. Like the 